morning, everybody. This is Dirty Old Man, and you're listening to Advice from a Dirty Old Man. chair straight. Ah, how are you guys doing today? It is a ugly, ugly, ugly day in Barcelona. Very windy, very gray. It's about to rain. It's one of those days, you know, where I'm very fortunate to be sitting here in front of the microphone with my ginger tea, a little bit of sugar, and it's tasting just great. Great. I got a couple of hours to spare, so I thought maybe I should record a thing I've got in I had in mind for a while I wanted to record it yesterday but something happened to a very good friend of mine and I didn't think it was the the best time to do it anyhow it is Tuesday it is March the 2nd I believe since I'm unemployed I don't keep much track of of the date but I think it's somewhere around that And today, it's going to be a very good day, because today we're going to speak about comedy, and the history of comedy, and the benefits of comedy, and the different types of, uh, of comedy, and humor, and sense of humor from different cultures, and different people, and different social groups, and different ethnics. So let's begin. Well, I believe it all started about 100,000 years ago when uh when uh we humans began to gather in social groups and i can picture them around a fire i'm not sure they had fire but yeah i think 100 years 100,000 years ago we already had fire well whatever we we were sitting around a rock let's let's make it a rock and uh let's imagine that you know they 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 have They had come from different lands and they have walked for months and months and months trying to find food trying to they were hunter gatherers at that time uh, i also believe that um and they came across these mushrooms this new variety of mushrooms growing in the plains and so they ate them and that night when the mushrooms kicked in well one of them looking at a rock or a fire just began giggling <laughs> <laughs> and before a couple of minutes went by the whole fucking group was just losing it losing it not even knowing what they were laughing about but something in their mind changed and that's when a comedy sense of humor took place because uh, hold on i think i have to sneeze <laughs> apologies I uh, may it I may edit that or I may not it's part of the thing so <laughs> I can picture these fuckers just sitting losing it not knowing exactly what's going on but the 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 thing about that first laughter or that first perception of ridicule or just knowing not what they're laughing about was <coughs> Jesus that they were laughing at themselves and that is the basis of comedy 
there is no real comedy unless you're able to read, to laugh, and to make fun and to ridicule yourself. If you don't find yourself funny, if you don't find your actions uh, uh, <laughs> crazy or, or laughable, then forget it. Then you don't have a sense of humor. Humor begins with oneself. You don't, humor begins when you're able to recognize <coughs> the stupidity in yourself. Only then you can project that into others and into situations. But it, it all begins with including you into this situation. So let's begin by saying that in the story of your life, whenever you tell your life some story about what happened to you or what happened around you, Uh, you are always the hero of that story. You are always the center of that story. But that's normal because you are there. You know, you are telling the story from your side of the perception. So um, if you notice, if you pay attention, when somebody tells you um, uh, a story or a situation or something that happened either to them or around them, they are always the center of the story. You know, they, they might just have been witnessed, witnesses of the situation, but somehow they managed to transform that narrative into, into themselves, into how they felt, into how what they should have done or what they did or what they couldn't have done or, or, or whatever their perception was. And so when, with humor, what happens is that you find that yourself as a ridicule piece of the situation. So... Uh, so, so you you begin making fun of yourself and not taking yourself seriously. Now, many years ago, uh, Bertrand Russell, who was probably the most serious man I've ever known of, and he's one of my heroes. Well, he said there's two qualities about a genius. And the first quality is humbleness, and the second quality is a sense of humor. If either of these are missing, then You can consider this guy a smart guy, whatever, but not a genius. And even he took it to, I'm not sure if it was him, huh? but uh, don't quote me on that, but he took it to a different level that if, if, if a guru or a master or somebody who's a great teacher is unable to make fun of himself during the teachings, during the, 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 the ceremonies or whatever they're involved in, then you should reconsider. Now, I've taken this premise to be the basis of my life. Uh, I based people on their sense of humor. You don't have a sense of humor. I'm, I'm, I'll try not to interact too much with you unless I have to. It's like animals. If you don't like animals, if you don't like dogs, then, then your relationship with me is pretty, pretty limited. Always mistrust somebody who don't like animals. Always, 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 always. Or always distrust someone who animals don't like him. See, animals have a different perception. They don't have a sense of humor. Now, I can refer to this, uh, to the famous uh, novel of uh, The Name of the Rose, you know, in which they, f uh, that's another thing I want to talk about. The, 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 um, You know, the, the, the relationship between humor and religious rights and religious beliefs and how much that has, has impacted the sense of humor because during hundreds and hundreds of years, during the Middle Ages and during the, the Crusades and all that, the, uh, laughing was uh, 
was not considered uh, a healthy thing, was considered a humiliation, was considered um, a ridiculeness of the creation of God. Therefore, any kind of um, any kind of humor, any kind of sense of ridicule or sense of uh, craziness was considered um, bad, and you'll probably end up in a in a in a fire, or you'll probably end up in a inside a big pot being cooked with potatoes if you ever dared to make fun of anything. Now, comedy begins, as I said, with oneself. If you're unable to uh, read to laugh about yourself, then forget it. You're not going anywhere. Nevertheless, if you have that ability, then you're able to understand yourself better because through humor, you see the craziness of our behaviors. You see the the, the, the stupidness of, of our interactions, how, 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 how portrayed they are into stereotypes. You know, and that's where the humor comes in. When you are able to understand that you're just acting according to to established rules that you know could be broken i mean uh, why don't we go around as dogs smelling each other's butt well <laughs> there, there's a joke somewhere in there there is a joke you know well so so understanding the dynamics of how we interact with each other and our role within this that with with this interaction is what in people with sense of humor brings out the best of them it brings out a deeper understanding. Now, when you transpass that comedy and that sense of humor onto others, well, then you have to be careful. You have to be really careful because there are two ways to go in this matter. One way is up and the other one is down. If you want to go up, then it's fine. You got <laughs> blank check. If you want to go up, what I mean is say you're short or say somebody's short. Well, being short is considered, uh, you know, a bad thing. So to make fun of someone short, you have to be careful. But if someone's tall, that you can go for it. Hey, you tall motherfucker, it's no problem. But hey, you short piece of shit, you see the difference, right? So if you want to go up, or even even in 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 ethnic jokes, you know, I don't care what race you are. But uh, we all know that the, the, the black people have been ridiculed and diminished in a very ugly, ugly, ugly way, mostly by white people. So if you are white or non-black and you're going to make jokes about blacks, you better know exactly what you're doing. You better know really, really, really well what you're doing because you're going to fall into a line of of uh, a, a very dark sense of humor that doesn't belong in the narrative okay so uh, very few people can do that uh, very few professionals that i know of can do that can uh, are either white and make fun of black people in a healthy manner without being offensive because it is a difficult 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 area well again because black people have historically been uh trampled with and and, and ridiculed in a in a in a very ugly way now, for black people to make fun of white people, it's okay. It's okay. You white piece of shit. If somebody calls me white piece of shit, I don't. I won't get offended. I'll probably get offended by the piece of shit part, but not by the white. But if I call someone black piece of shit, he will get offended two times because of the black and because of the piece of shit. 
So be careful and pay attention to, to this. Some people have a very dark sense of humor and they think that ridiculeness, that ridiculing someone is part of sense of humor and it is not. It is not to be able to make fun of someone. You have to be able to understand the idiosyncrasies of their behavior and their relationship with you, with your race, not isolate them in a bubble and make fun of them. You know, you, it's a very, very difficult area to work with. So uh, let's, uh, let's, let's establish as a premise that humor, in, to be safe, has to be from where you are, up, not down. So if you're if you're black, well, your line is pretty low. You can make fun of everybody because at some level you have been offended by everyone in, in, in the history of humanity. I always think that, is there anything left for us to do to black people? Man, we've done everything to these people. I cannot understand why they just, they just wiped us off the fucking face of the earth already because we've enslaved them we've stole their lands we've raped them we've stolen their kids we've starved them to death we have humiliate them we have <laughs> so so uh in that in that part just be careful with that kind of sense of humor pay attention if you're ever listening to someone you have to be critical also there are a lot of comedians out there who just benefit from the from the easiness of making fun of other races and and that's okay that's okay but be critic because the sense of humor is not really an excuse to say things that you don't dare say in a serious matter now uh religion religion is not well known to have a sense of humor and that is except for a few eastern religions maybe buddhism has a sense of a little bit of a sense of humor and because they have a uh, again we come back to the same premise they have a a self-criticism tool which christianity and judaism well judaism does have it too in some way but christianity does not it does not allow any self-criticism and that's bad that's very bad you know, um, that's why we, we from the Christian origins, have, um, have more a tendency to be cynical rather than humorous. Because uh, cynicism contains a dark, a dark side, a, a side that uh, you, it leaves you with two choices. So a, a cynical person can, can, can say something and you're left only to tell him to get the fuck out of your face or or do a little laugh and walk walk away which is more or less the same thing but it gives you it puts you in a bipolar position into you know either you accept it or not whether a sense of humor does include you in the in the equation so it's uh it's a difficult matter cynicism and and and, and being and even satirical uh, the satire is also a very dangerous area a very refined let's say area you know, to satire i mean I, I believe you you can have a sense of humor you need some intelligence for both right a, 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 a good level of intelligence but to be a satire you need a deeper perception because to 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 criticize uh, to criticize something in a satire way requires you to 
know more about this person and to know the intricacies of of their of their behaviors in a very intimate way so you can make fun of them so so i you could say that satire is more personal is more is more in your face like it's it's putting a picture of what you really are in your face and and making fun of it so that you can you yourself can make fun of it it's a, it's a very fine line of of separation between humor and satire but let's let's stick with humor different cultures have um different senses of humor i particularly like the anglo-saxon sense of humor the british the americans i think they have a way of of uh, telling stories which are very funny very funny and very smart very smart in 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 many ways they have uh, transcended cultures on on that well mostly through uh well, through their movies and their music because we are so exposed to their culture that we're we're all very familiar with it already so it's uh, i'm sure they are not as familiar with other cultures as we are with with theirs so it is um it is easy to relate to their stories and to their storytelling um ability and, and they have mastered this storytelling thing with uh, and they have mastered this a while ago it's not a new thing uh, you know back back in the 60s in the 50s there's a there's a there's a lot of comedians at that time that i you wouldn't even know who they were neither do i at a certain point but for me it all began with uh, black comedians like richard pryor in the late 60s and early 70s who began breaking rules you know who began speaking about the racial conflicts who began speaking about uh, drugs and um, and crime and the excesses of life and the ability we have to fall into addictive behaviors and to how to ridicule that and by ridiculing that it, it attracted a lot of people who didn't know they that that part of the story had a funny side and and when you do that when you're able to do that you make things easy easier to confront you know and i think uh, richard pryor was uh, was one of the uh, greatest uh, masters of that that ability uh, well you also had george carlin <clears throat> bill hicks uh and a little later on even eddie murphy who you might not know a lot of people don't know maybe because you're used to seeing him walt disney movies and stuff but well uh eddie murphy had a beginning which was tremendously incredibly good incredibly good i believe that his two comedy specials i think one is called raw and the other um i don't know how the the, the second one is called uh deliberate no anyways those two specials i think he was 21 or 22 when he did them they are the best thing you will see in a long 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 time and he began uh, he 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 actually he didn't begin it but he mastered the art of ridiculing famous people into understanding how that how that world works you know and and what that people believe themselves to be and since he was in it from a very young age he could really understand and he he was really smart 
about, about delirious is the second one i'm sorry raw and delirious or delirious or raw those are those two specials i highly highly recommend they're on youtube so you can you can you can watch them anytime and i do highly recommend them then then in that line you know chris rock came along and and that's the end of the line for that kind of comedy because now we have this Kevin Hart and all that. No, no, no. They're just repeating what these people did. They're not bringing anything new into the equation. Nevertheless, he's good. He's very good. He's very smart. He's a tremendous storyteller. Now, the problem is that that way of telling stories and and to be uh, to have a monologue, you know, the, the monologues uh, have transcended into other cultures, and that is a big mistake. A big mistake, especially in the Spanish culture, because the Spanish culture to which I belong to have a tremendous sense of humor. I, I think we are, I think us and the Italians have the best sense of humor in the world. You know, we're we're very cynical in a good way. We 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 are able to, in in few words, tell you so much about yourself and so much about a situation that it leaves you thinking. Uh, and that has transpired into Latin American cultures also. So, the, but, but but the problem is when this monologue uh, format got adopted into these cultures, because we are not storytellers in that way. We are joke tellers. Okay, so we are quick in in our wits. We are we 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 we. We can we we are we have this ability to see beyond what what's really happening, and understand that there is an underlying thing that you are not able to see, and we pinpoint it right away. So, but unfortunately, the Spanish culture in this case, I'm sure the Italian too, but I'm, I couldn't bet my money on it. But the, the Spanish culture has adopted the monologue uh, format, and. It's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is childish. It is void of any meaning. They don't fully understand that monologues have to have a a, a continuation, a line, you know, a, 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 a thread that that maintains the, the the level of what you're talking about and it also requires you to be extremely extremely um sensitive to a lot of uh of of uh, regular day-to-day situations the, the spanish monologues are just a series of of random stories that they can be funny in themselves but they don't add up to nothing in the whole monologue so um, we had very, there are exceptions, of course. There are exceptions. Uh, in Spain, we had a guy called Rubianes. Uh, he was uh, Catalan, and and he was a great monologue. He was he was fantastic. But uh, the exception makes the rule. If you watch Spanish TV now, and you go to the fun comedy or the comedy club or whatever these uh, shows are called, man, you, I I can't watch those things for more than ten minutes because I I cannot bear the humiliation this guy is doing to himself but and the people and the public trying to fit in you know they know this is a new format they know this is popular and so they try to to play their role in this comedy farce and it, it just doesn't work 
it just doesn't work it is void now the spanish people have an ability to tell jokes and very 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 funny jokes but not a story not a whole hour of monologue it, they, 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 they as i said they have uh great stories but they are unable to knit them together you know, the italians they do that a lot better than us but still they have people like Frucciante, uh, they have people like Beppe Grillo who, who were, but these are, mm, rather rather than comics, these are politic political activists with a sense of humor, which is a different area, which is uh, it's, it's also uh, a, 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 an area that requires a lot of knowledge and a lot of preparation and a lot of political insight. You know, that's what uh, the Italians uh, are famous for. Pepe Grillo, as I said, and, and uh, Frucciante, this lady who was uh, the sister of a very famous comedian who had a TV show, which was one of the most famous things. I can't remember what the TV show was named, but this guy was, um, his, uh, Frucciante was always speaking to a piece of wood, and he was asking <laughs> advice from a piece of wood, political advice, religious advice, and, and, and all that. It was, it, it was a smart show. But again, it was a show. It was something prepared. It was something, uh, you know, with a beginning and an end. It was not a monologue of, of going out and telling a, a, a few stories that they all add up together and they bring it at the end with a great apotheotic or, or whatever, or a conclusion that will send you home with a lot of things to think about. Because I truly believe that... Um, Humor, uh, sense of humor, has to have the ability to also wake something up in you. It's not just a laugh, but it has to show you new things to laugh about. Uh, either about yourself, either about a situation, either about society, either about uh, somebody you, you're familiar with and, and you never knew this side of this person. But it always has to open up a new neural connection in your brain, a new way of seeing things. And I do believe that is the function of humor. So that's what happened during that moment 100,000 years ago with this few monkeys sitting around a rock or a fire or a dead animal or whatever the fuck they were around. You know, that made us human. We laughed. We found humor in a situation. We realize the stupidity of it all. We, we sometimes somehow uh, understood the randomness of everything, the the little control we have about everything, and 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 how and how the seriousness of what, of how we take ourselves is seen as as, as such a ridicule thing uh, in the grand scheme of things that you are left with only laughs. And if you don't laugh, if you don't have the ability to laugh, and if you don't have the ability to laugh at yourself, then I certainly hope you have other great, great abilities because that is what makes you human. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Comedy. Now, a few things I wanted to mention. Uh, advice from a dirty old man is going to change soon. I have contacted some uh, people who are very, very well. You know, they're very, they know this podcast and this uh, and this world a lot better than I do, and they have offered to help. 
and they have offered to give me some advice and they have offered to create a different format and we're still working on it so uh, we're we're going to try and make this a little more accessible to a lot of people we're going to try and make this show more established as a you know, in a different format that will allow you to become more familiar with it and, and maybe, you know, be able to better transmit all the things I, I intend to, uh, to transmit to you guys. So that will happen uh, pretty soon. Not immediately, but uh, I'm working on it. We're creating content and we're creating jingles and we're creating ideas and we're working with all this. And uh, we're going to have new ways of approaching this situation. I hope that you guys continue hearing and listening to my ranting and maybe come up with some ideas. Uh, we'll go, we're also, we've I've also created an email address in which you can send us your opinions and your ideas and your and whatever you wish to, to, tell, to tell us. And I'm going to leave you guys with that. So uh, think about it. Please don't stop listening. Do share if you think this is worth sharing. I know you guys have been sharing quite more than I expected. And I deeply, deeply appreciate that. And uh, let me know if there's anything I can do to improve this, in your opinion. I would very much like to hear from you guys. Anyways, this is Dirty Old Man signing off. Going into the world. Take care, guys. Keep well. And love each other as much as you can. And laugh laugh that's all you have left to do in your life is laugh have a good day guys bye bye